what do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey everyone, what's up? It is Rachel Silver Cohen, and this is Unpolished Therapy. I am here with the one and only Dr. Boca. What's up, Doc? <laughs> what's up, Doc? I feel like Bugs Bunny. Thank you for that intro. How are you doing? I am doing okay. I suppose I'm here. So that's a step in the right direction. We're staying positive. Absolutely. So I'm not going to go so far down speaking of Bugs Bunny. We won't go way down the rabbit hole two minutes into the podcast or two seconds for that matter. So I'll ask you, what's up with you? Well, you know, I'm kind of taking stock. We're coming to the end of the year and it is a crazy, crazy time with the kids and everything. But there is something I think that as we're taking stock of the end of the year, and it has been a year, I think anybody and everybody would attest to that. Why? Has something happened this year? I mean, I I don't know. No, the problem is nothing happened this year. I don't know about you, but I'm still stuck at spring break when the whole world shut down and not actually comprehending how eight months have gone by. So, you know, you're freaking out and trying not to get a global pandemic. And yeah, you know, okay. So I want to talk about maybe the thing that keeps coming up amongst my patients and amongst my cohort, I guess. And even I'm starting to see it amongst kids, you know, adolescents, because of the pandemic, you have that split between who's at school, who's not at school and things like that is friendships. Mm, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That is a loaded word if I've ever heard one, not to mention it's a compound word, right? Friendships. It is. It is. You were like, what, an English major? No, not really. I just do <laughs> one on podcast, I guess. Let's dive into that because there's a lot to get to. Just by nature of just friend and shifts, and you put those two words together and kind of playing off what you said, it sounds as though you feel as though maybe there's a divide and that as a result, we can blame everything on COVID this year. But even without COVID, I would suspect that we've all had some issues with friendships, COVID, non-COVID, pre-post, when we're young, when we're old, and now our children, et cetera. So am I on track with that? That it's not really, we can't strictly blame COVID, but we can use that as kind of like a What's the word I'm looking for, Lori? Like we're gonna we're we're gonna blame it on COVID. Well, I think it was like um, and I'm I don't know if this is actually a word, but like a stopgate. Okay, is that a possibility? And I might be making up that phrase, or but uh, or that <laughs> something like that. But you know, the concept of we all slowed down, right? And things that were priorities are no longer. And now that we really kind of took stock of what was important and realized who was there for us during the trying times and then reflected back on our oldest childhood friends, our college friends, our high school friends, our graduate school friends, our single friends, our married friends and whatever, you know, you see those memes going around that basically said like, I'm going to screw it up. But the idea of like, I don't want to go out once this is over and the people that I normally would have hung out with, like don't need to reconnect to. 
And I'm not saying I'm in that place at all, but I do hear it as a common theme. And I I could probably identify one or two people that this has changed for me as, and I've done some introspection to kind of figure out what was missing. But I do think it's a global topic. And I guess I'm asking you, have you been experiencing it? Do you relate to that friendship change? I mean, I feel like we're going through the change. Um, (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast as I like take my sweater off because I'm starting to have like hot flashes. Oh God, we're going to have to devote a serious amount of time to those changes. It might be a whole season or... Yeah, it could be. And trust me when I tell you, I mean, it is a dialogue that I have on a daily basis with my quote unquote friends who are also starting to just touch their toe into the water of that change. We'll get to that when we get to that. Let's not jump the gun. Let's try to hold on to whatever youth we have today. And yeah, so in answer to your question, yes, I definitely think COVID, 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 I like changed the name of the disease. I do think that that definitely kind of helped the ball move down the field in terms of evaluating friendships and where you stood and where you want to stand on a go forward. But I do think in general, we we probably would agree that this is something that's been here way before COVID will continue to be here thereafter. And yeah, of course, I I don't want to go down the whole like, oh, yeah, because I got divorced. My friends have changed because that's clear. And we all kind of, I think, know that in that world of when things shift and we sort things out and friendships that you had when you were married. Some stay, some go. Um, Friendships that you had because what you had in common was having young children and Mm -hmm. you go to mommy and me classes together or your neighbors. So even with with that, maybe then you move and whoever your neighbors were, it's just that. That's past tense. And you, you try to hang on to it and maybe you do for a little bit, but timing is a important piece of that puzzle where you are in life. Yes, friends you've had, as young people growing up when you're a child, if you were lucky enough to maintain those friendships throughout your adolescence and then high school and college, and now as adults, maybe we've been to each other's weddings or things of that nature. Those friendships do withstand the test of time, but time is also what binds you together. I would ask you, let me, I mean, I'll just throw it out there. Do you have some friends that you've had since you're a little girl and you've gone through the ringer together, the good, the bad, the everything in between? And that's what ties you. But if you were to meet them now, Lori, would they be your friends? I mean, do, do you still have things in common currently versus the ties that bind you from your past? So I've had this conversation and it's, and it's a great question. Um, I've had this conversation with many, many people. And I can say that there are some people in my life that in that moment of time, they were my everything. And I think this is part of where I was hoping to go, I think, is that as time has evolved, I still adore them. I still love them. And we have so many memories together and have really been, like you said, through the ringer. I guess I would never say goodbye to them because of all of that appreciation and love and gratitude. And I wouldn't necessarily want all my skeletons to leak out into the world either, right? Here, here on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, um, if I met them today, yeah, we wouldn't be friends. But what that does bring up 
is an expectation issue. And I think I've been challenged on this many times in my life. And I do think that this, there's two parts to this. There's one that that I was kind of going with in my head when I was sitting down to talk to you about it is one, there's the expectation piece of friendships and how that changes and who has high expectations and low expectations. And what if you're the friend that's constantly giving and somebody's constantly taking or the one who's constantly calling and the other one isn't or the one that's constantly needing something and the other one isn't. And then it's, okay, what happens when you get to that place? And this is why I tied COVID into it because of the stop gate and the pause that we all took. But what happens now? How do you move past the friendship if it's just not serving you anymore? Or it's just not fulfilling you and you're not grateful for it, but it becomes a drain or you feel taxed or inconvenienced. And I'm just gathering all of this, like I said, from my patients, from, you know, watching adolescents grow up. I mean, just in general, but I felt like it was an important topic. So what say you? Okay. So what say me is that I agree with you on all those questions. I don't know that I have all the answers. I think, and again, you know, these are just opinions, everyone out there, by no means is this factual and so on and so forth. You know, we're kind of like jumping through those stipulations and the disclaimers. However, it's a sensitive topic because Mm -hmm. When you said expectations, I immediately was reminded about one of our podcasts previously that my expectations are off the wall. And when I hear somebody else ask that question, it reminds me to remember kind of the advice that you kind of threw out to all of us that we have to manage the expectation. I don't think lowering or raising is the right way to do it because then does that equate to what's right and what's wrong? But the management of, I think we've all had experiences where we felt like, wow, you know, I've kind of put in a lot here and I don't know that I'm getting the same in return. But I also think that as we get older as adults, are we really supposed to be keeping track and score? Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that serves anyone either. I would beg to argue through all the therapy that I've had over the years that, and, and again, not to say that I'm really good at connecting the dots on this, but maybe the answer is that we have to go back to practicing what's right in front of us in the moment Mm -hmm. and how we feel. And, you know, kind of back when we talked about the etiquette piece a couple episodes ago, if it makes you feel good to go above and beyond or to be that friend that you think you've always wanted to be or has been, regardless of how it's received, I guess you continue to do it until it just doesn't make you feel good anymore. And then maybe you need to be mature enough to say, you know what, maybe this is where I need to cut the cord because it just doesn't feel right. I think, you know, as I've obviously been helping other people through this, right, I think you're tapping on some of what I was saying is we can't be responsible for the behaviors and the actions of other people. You know, we can only control our thoughts, our feelings and our behaviors and reactions to things. And so I encourage people never to try to control the things that we can't control, right? That's pointless and it's spending energy that is not necessary. So when you look at your friends, if, like you said, if you feel good about putting that energy forth, then that's like the litmus test to it. There's other parts to it that I've since uncovered. I think that as we get older, our expectations of friends do change. And I think we go from a very wide net and we kind of rein it in because we just don't have the time to necessarily dedicate to all of our friends. But I also think that a lesson that I've learned personally is that it's okay to have friends that 
serve this purpose or fulfill this need. And then you all listening can't see my hands, but I'm making like shelves, if you can imagine, right? And you can put it on different heights. And it's okay for you to have your drinking friend or you have your parenting friend or the friend that you share your deepest, darkest secrets with or your friend that knows the day that you come home and your house was on fire that you know you, God forbid, of course, you could run over to their house and move in and they will pick you up off the floor and rise you up. And kind of yeah, understanding your mother Teresa friend, your ride or die friend, the person that's going to bury the body for you friend. Exactly. You are like, you know what? This is all I have to do. I have to give you the people, you label them, it will be fabulous, right? Yeah. That's exactly it. And when we understand that, we release the burden on the other person having to fulfill an expectation that they didn't actually sign up to fulfill. Well, and you know, that reminds me, again, life imitating art, imitating life, imitating art. I wrote an article very recently, actually, about Grace and Frankie, which is the Netflix series with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. And it's such a great feel-good show because they truly are each other's everything. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't be more different. They are the Felix and Oscar or the Laverne and Shirley or the Lucy and Ethel of the modern day. And, and they're older women and us too. I was going to say, I'm the Rachel and Dr. Boca. Right. The advice and the audacious, right? So with that being said, though, the reason I wrote the article is that in watching the show and seeing the bond and the love and the dedication and the honesty, that's something that's important. The way that they lace into each other and they scream and yell, it's more than just bigger. They lay it out and they leave it all on the field when they have something to say when they're not in agreement. And I respect that tremendously. But as a viewer, again, I get the fact that this is make-believe and it's just a television show. But we as viewers, and we've said this before, societally speaking, we cling on to these people. They're our friends. We want to relate. We want a place to escape to. It lends that thought process that these two women... And I guess, you know, for men too, I'm sure there's a lot of bosom buddies out there, right? Mm -hmm. Who have that male camaraderie. But when one person is your everything, and then in the real world, we're saying just just what you said, you can compartmentalize, you can have a this friend or that friend. Are we missing out if we don't have the grace to our Frankie or the Frankie to our grace? And I guess, you know, Dr. Boca in us have to remind us that that isn't reality, that in real life, maybe we have certain pieces of the puzzle. But when you put it all together, you get a beautiful friendship of different people that serve you in different ways. I think also, and that was beautifully said, I think what's really important is it's not the amount necessarily. And based on our personalities, some people do have the Grace and the Frankie and other people have the thing one, thing two, and thing three, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's just who they are. And they're not, I mean, that taps into a whole nother fear of intimacy and vulnerability amongst people. You know, some people don't like to have all their eggs in one basket and things like that. And that's a whole different podcast. But in doing all this and saying all this, I do want to make some time for how to kind of do some self-care and evaluate like, okay, you know what? I do have my friends in all of these places, but I know internally this one's not satisfying me anymore. And what do I do about that? And I also wanted to take a step back and say that I've learned so much from my friendships. 
right? I've learned so much. And I'm so grateful for even the ones I don't speak to on a regular basis. And my people know who my people are. And they will always be, no matter if I speak to them yesterday or six months ago or 14 years ago, you need me, I'm there and vice versa. Those people are you know, my go-tos. But what if I do have somebody, and not me, but people have been asking, like, what if in 2020, like, I just have gotten older. I don't have time for this. It, it feels yucky. What do I do? I think that what you do is what you know is right. But back to what we talked about last week, it potentially could be that we, all of us, are comfortable being uncomfortable with that yucky feeling of I've had this friend forever and oh, they, they're just such an energy suck, but this is the role we play mm-hmm. with one another. Sometimes you feed off of each other. Look, I have some friends where it's literally like every time we speak, I know we're going down. <laughs> I have other friends. I know every time we speak, we're going up. I have some friends, again, you know, vulnerability moment here, that they're the people I go to when I'm dark and I know that they have the patience of a saint and Mm -hmm. they'll just let me say the same thing 17 times. And then on that 18th time, I know that they're going to be like, you need to pull your shit together. I'm hanging up on you. Like, we're Mm -hmm. done. We've talked about this. Moving on. Bye. And I think I do that for some of my friends too and whatever their mishigas may be. I have to ask you though a question. Sure being the Dr. Boga. One of the things I was thinking about though with me and you, the, the back to the expectation piece is that I have a much easier time the older I get. And now we can throw in this COVID piece that we all have to do some self-reflection. We've got to clean out the dirty laundry. And there's something cathartic about that. Absolutely. We all kind of get this reset, right? If I haven't talked to you in nine months, we haven't made a time to carve out to to Zoom or to call or to FaceTime or or whatever, chances are where we rank on the friendship Richter scale, we both kind of have answered the question. So right? it's kind of like your clothes in the closet. If you haven't worn them in the year, they say to throw it out. Okay. So that's the perfect analogy. How hard is it? It's like, oh my God, but I love that dress. Mm-hmm. Or, oh my God, those shoes were amazing. Right. But it does feel better when you donate it, <laughs> give it away. Someone else will be better served with your garbage because it's someone else's treasure, maybe. But what I wanted to ask you though, the harder piece for me is that some of those longer term friendships, mm-hmm. right? That we know innately we're kind of not lining up anymore as adults. Those are harder. And for me, the expectation, you know what? I don't want to talk to them every day. Okay. I'm, I'm admitting that. It's hard enough for me to talk to my own kids every day. I don't need <laughs> to talk to those friends we've had from yesteryear. But when big things happen, you kind of feel like that's where you're reminded that the gap is there. And you know that little brook or the stream has now become a river. We don't want it to necessarily turn into an ocean, but I don't know. It, it's a little painful a lot painful, I think. And I think it goes both ways. I think, you know, some scenarios become oceans and some are, oh my God, I haven't spoken to you in five years. But when this happened, you were the person I had to call, right? I just had to, because I knew you would know what to do with this, or I knew you would laugh till the soda came out of your mouth, right? Or your nose, I think, whatever. It's a really tight balance. So I encourage people to do is really think about what it is that is disappointing you about the friendship right? Explore that because more times than not, it does go back to an expectation that we have. And I think the premise is sometimes off, 
Now, that's not to say that we should compromise ourselves in the relationship. And I think, like you said, you know what? The sweater, it's hard to give away. And those shoes were fucking phenomenal when I was 19 years old. But at 40-something, my back hurts and my knees hurt. And I'll put them on the real real. You know, like, let's get rid of them. So I do think that we have to just be honest with ourselves. And it is okay to let that go. But me, being me, unpolished therapist, like unpolished, I have a very hard time getting rid of the great shoes, even though I know my back is going to hurt. I got to tell you something, doctor or not, I think we all have a really tough time with it. We don't want to let it go because it's it's a goodbye. Nobody likes goodbyes. No, we don't. Nobody likes goodbyes. And that, that's a podcast in and of itself, goodbyes and closure. And I know that you, one of the things that your friends would know, but nobody in the podcast world knows is you're like fascinated with death, right? So oh, everyone out there, I am the ghoul of all ghouls. And we are definitely going to hit that on a podcast coming soon. Lori, I am looking at our list of things that we're going to tackle and I might be bumping that. Bumping the death up. I'm so excited to talk oh, about death. Who died? I can't <laughs> talk about it. Okay, calm down. God willing, nobody did right now. But you know, that's a form of closure and goodbye that a lot of people struggle with, right? So, you know, look, I think the thing that we can stay true to is if you're being honest with yourself, and you only put forth that which doesn't compromise your sense of self, if you can use that gauge in the friendships, you'll know which ones are the oceans and which ones are the ones that are just going to be on the lower shelf for now. Yeah, and you're right. And and again, it, it all sounds great in theory. Obviously, it's hard to practice in the moment if you're in a situation where you just kind of feel weird. But maybe just the reminder to be mindful that friendships, you know, some are here forever. Some are here for that moment in time to get you through whatever you're getting through or whatever stage of life you're on. Others are there, you know, again, I always say, oh, it's so cliche, but maybe it, it's for a reason to teach you a lesson And it helps you potentially to be a better friend to whatever comes down the pipe. And who we are when we were younger and those friends and who we are or were as we go through the different milestones in our life change. So who's to say that you have to stick with the same crew as you evolve? I mean, it kind of makes sense when you look at it from that perspective. It's just, I guess, the emotion behind it makes it hard to let go and sever that tie that was once there. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it. It's that emotional piece of what's keeping me in it. What am I wanting from this? What am I willing to do? It's really from, you know, you have to do some some soul searching and be clear with yourself and the decision kind of comes, but you're absolutely right. These people have helped us along our journey in life. Doesn't mean we have to hold on to them, but we do have to be grateful and appreciate because without them, we wouldn't be where we are today. And you know what, Dr. Boca? I just want to point out this one other thing, because I think it's a really cool way to put a positive twist on maybe this idea that we're like getting rid of friends, right? So we were saying that, you know, as time goes on, we evolve and we grow. So how could we possibly, unless we're incredibly lucky, have the same friends throughout all the paths and patterns of our life? But what about this thing? You know, I was thinking... There's a lot of people in my life, even to this very day, that many years ago, we were in each other's worlds per se, but we we didn't have anything in common. Where our paths, it was oil and water and it was just not a mix. And 
then for whatever reason, time has gone by. And now here we are several decades later, our paths have crossed again. And it's crazy because we now really have some substance and we laugh about it that like, remember when we never spoke to each other or remember when you thought I was a total bitch or remember that. And and it's something to kind of, we bond over the fact that we didn't bond then. And yet it's kind of cool because we have that foundation and now we've built upon it now because we've grown and evolved and we've realized that who we are now suits us so much better for this friendship than many years ago. So I think that's so beautifully said and such an HP higher power moment because literally I had this experience yesterday having coffee with a friend of mine that we knew each other, we're introduced to each other. Oh my God, I'm dating myself. But 12 years ago or 11 years ago when our kids started preschool and for whatever reason, it just, we didn't live in the same neighborhood. We, she had older kids. I didn't have older kids, whatever, whatever. And we liked each other's energy, but like it just, there wasn't a lot that we perceived to have in common. Our friendship circles didn't circle one another. And somehow over the years, every time we would bump into each other, we'd be like, there's something about this person that like really suits where we are. And it took a while and it was like, it's kind of like dating in a way, you know, like you start off really slow and you get to know the person and then you're like, oh, we got inside jokes and all that. So anyway, my point being is we, for whatever reason, like we kept, we would have a lunch and then months would go by and we wouldn't see each other. And then something would happen and we'd reach out and then we would get together. And yesterday we had coffee that was like, we had tried to plan forever, couldn't plan. Spontaneously, I had open time. I texted her. I'm like, any chance we met up and it was one of the most lovely conversations and time with somebody that I genuinely appreciated just having that moment. And so I, I really resonate with that. And I'm so glad that you took us in that positive place because it's, I think that to all, most of my friends, that's how I met them. I mean, my best friend from college, she hated me when she met me. I mean, I don't understand why, but... You know, Who this, would hate you? I mean, well, let's, let's set the stage. The Boca girl in Wisconsin, right? Who shipped up 16 boxes to the dorm before I showed up. And this. Oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't like you either. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then I spilled cough medicine when I was hanging out with her roommate all over her bed. And we're going 30 years later. And she's one of my most dear friends. And we've gone separate ways while we were in graduate school and marriages and stuff like that. But there's always been that common thread. And now she's like a go-to person for me. I mean, she has been for several years, but she's a go-to person for me. So yes, yes, yes. Timing and people where we are when we're younger or where when we're engaged with a other group of friends where we think those are the priorities as we morph and grow. And isn't that what life's about is morphing and growing. We draw different connections. Yeah, it is. It, it's the universe. We always have to just come back to that. And everything happens the way that it's supposed to, even if in the moment, we're not sure why or how or when it just is. And that's actually the most least unpolished thing I can offer right now. But you know, it is important to recognize that the friendships in and out, like the waves and some come and some go, but what is constant? Those waves keep moving no matter what, right? Beautiful. You're the yeah. doctor today. There you go. I mean, maybe I should hang a shingle. <laughs> Why not? In this there day and go. age, we can be anything we want to be. We're, we're two podcasters. We can. I love it. I love it. I'll tell you, you know, another like honesty piece. I think about several friends of mine from those yesteryears 
that there is no real place for them in my current life. Mm -hmm. And it probably would be even more complicated now to figure out a way to reel them back in. But sometimes, and more times than not, actually, in my moments on my own, I recall memories and I think of it and it brings me back. And some of those friends, they were falling out and that's why we're not friends. But I'll think about it and revisit it a little bit and then kind of put it back on the shelf, as you say. Others, there was no reason whatsoever. But the memories really touch me and they make me happy. And through this big social world of technology and media and all that, if they were to come back in, cool. But I, I don't know that it's necessary to open up that can of worms because because why? But maybe it's just nice to hang on to the memory while, <laughs> while we still can well, remember. <laughs> well, we're not in the nursing home without our memory. Exactly. What was her name again? I don't know. She looked like maybe she lives somewhere, but it is. It's, it's we go to Tulum together or something one time. <laughs> I don't know. This is when I wish we had a call-in radio show instead of a podcast. Not that I don't love podcasts, but I would so love to hear where people are with this because I just know globally, I'm hearing about it from all different people all different ages. And I'm glad that we could talk about it because I think it is a struggle that people have and there's a guilt that comes with it. It's like, oh my God, if I am a friendship, I'm a terrible person. But at the same time, if it's not serving you well anymore, oh my gosh, like it's five o'clock somewhere, right? (laughs) It's gotta be. If it's not serving you well, then what are you doing? Because it's actually causing you more resentment and anger and stress and all of that to maintain the relationship. So can you kind of gauge yourself and do it differently? Or is it time to let it go? I've had a few friends since my divorce, you know, I'll circle back to that a little bit, where um, a lot has changed a a ton Mm -hmm. in the sense that there is no friend, (laughs) there is no friendship anymore. And again, that could have been the byproduct of just what happens when your life circumstances change. And I don't know if it's really about sides and choosing and all that, but life moves on, things change, priorities are what they are. And while I guess no harm, no foul, you're still human. You got to grin and bear it. I had a couple instances where I was crushed beyond. I did write an article called How Friendships Sell After Divorce. I submitted it somewhere and... It never got published, so it's sitting on the floor of my office somewhere. But the sentiment behind it is still there that, you know, it's the end. Mm -hmm. And um, And that's okay. That's okay. Well, what I was going to say is that as compared to friendships from a million years ago, once you kind of let go of it and you make peace with it, there's something really empowering about Mm -hmm. that. It's a burden that's now gone. That albatross is not around your neck anymore. And the confusion and that gray matter, it's not, it's pretty clear. I guess we're not friends. So, you know, I wish you well, good luck to you. If our paths cross again, terrific. But I guess you're not willing and I'm not willing. So there's really no one to blame other than just life. And let's just remember the good times and, you know, that's almost um, a beautiful way for it to, like you said, sail. And by the way, that's why podcasts are better than blogs because you can say it and everybody will hear it rather than yeah, it being on the bottom. Thanks a lot to whoever <laughs> that editor was that was like, yeah, we loved your submission. <laughs> Look for it because <laughs> looking. <laughs> well, you know, it's got to be under the shoe that we're going to donate, right? Yeah. Or not. But it's that's a beautiful way if it just sails gently into the moonlight. But unfortunately, a lot of times it 
doesn't do that and it ends yucky. I mean, that's such a sophisticated psychological term. Yucky. Fancy and Fancy. I know this is what I spent all that money getting educated for. It's trying, but I think what we have to understand is it's okay. We can give ourselves permission if that's what feels best for us. And that's what really the evidence is showing that you're not trying. I'm not trying. I'm stressed out. I feel anxious calling. Too much time has passed. We don't have anything in common anymore. It's okay to let it go. It is okay. And we can hold on to the gratitude and the appreciation, but let go. Do you think, (laughs) you know how like, I guess like with couples and whatnot, when they finally like make a decision, you know what, we've gone through all of the channels. We're going to try to do this amicably, but we're probably better off separate than we are together. Mm -hmm. I wonder if like friends ever like have conversations where it's like, you know what? I think we've both agreed that we're just, we're better off not being friends anymore. We're not going to be enemies, but Mm -hmm. like, we're just not going to jive and have lunch anymore. I wish, and obviously I'm answering my own question. People don't do that. But don't you think if people really were raw and real and just they threw it out there instead, look, we've been dancing around this for so long. Every time we're together, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It takes us 35 minutes to warm up with one another where it's like pulling teeth. Why don't we just cut the cord? Yeah. Wouldn't that be beautiful if people had? so much easier. If people had the bravery and the strength to have that conversation, it would be so lovely. I will tell you that the chances of that happening with most of our friends is pretty slim. It's easier to blame other people. It's easier to just ignore them. You know, I think sometimes we take the the path of least resistance. Well, Um, I'm going to put something out there to our listeners. If anyone out there thinks that our our friendship is just tired and it's a little outdated and it's just, it's really weighing one way or the other. I welcome you to reach out to me. I will handle it like a champ. We can talk it through. We can part as friends and no hard feelings. Maybe we'll circle back. Maybe we won't. But Dr. Boca, maybe if you and I encourage our network of people to just be honest, look in the mirror, try to go into your closet and clean out what isn't working keep the stuff that truly fits great and makes you feel like a million bucks. And it does make room for something new. As you said last week, one door closes and another door opens. And and we have to look at the bright side to that. So I think that was awesome. I'll put myself out there also. I mean, if my friends don't get from our friendship that which they want and they don't feel like I'm being a good friend, let's talk about it. And if we have to part ways and that's what's in the best interest of everybody, I get it. I'm human. It happens. I may not have any friends at the end of it, but that's okay too. What if after this podcast, our our phones just blow up? Like with all of these friends who want to like cancel our friendship. (laughs) You know what? I then, you know what? At the end of it, I have you. We're not. We have more time to to do more podcasts. Absolutely. We will will up it from once a week to twice a week. And there you go. So much time on our hands. Exactly. But look, I'm not going to ask other people to do that, which I'm not willing to do. And I'm not perfect in my friendships. And I apologize if any of my friends are listening that are still going to be my friends after this. If I've fallen short, I mean, I feel like it's Yom Kippur and I'm asking for forgiveness and and atoning. But if I've fallen short, call me out on it. Talk to me. I have come to this realization in my mid-40s that people are freaking busy. People have other priorities and I'm not it all the time. And that's okay. And I forgive them. And I just want authentic, real connections at this point in my life. And whoever wants that with me, call me. Yeah. Well, I'll call you because I do. And you know, I don't know that we have time in our lives for yes 
men and women anymore. We need someone who's just going to give it to us between the eyes. So I will tell you some of the rip roaring fights I have ever had are with friends that I'm still super tight with near and dear. We don't speak all the time, but they're the ones that truly had the guts, the balls, whatever to say, you're psychotic, you're wrong. And I'm not letting this go and vice versa. I mean, I, you know, balls to the wall when I'm angry about something. Absolutely. And even with this podcast, right? My truest, rawest friends, the ones that I hold nearest and dearest to my heart, listened, not necessarily because they wanted to listen, but because they adore and love me. And then they gave me the feedback and they were like, no, you had to not engage in that and call these people out on it. Or that was boring. Or you guys were amazing. Figure this out. And your tech needed to be better. Whatever it was. And guess what? Yeah. Okay. For a minute, it was like, okay. But I so appreciated that I have people in my life that I can get a pulse from. And that pulse is honest and real and authentic. And even if it hurts, I know that I can then cry in their shoulder, right? Those are the people I want in my life as I go into the next decade. Yeah. The older we get, it's quality over quantity, folks. Amen. And uh, I really feel like that's the name of the game. You want solid quality stuff in your closet. You know, you want to wear the couture. You don't want to wear the garbage that you get, you know, off the rack from a thrift store. I just um, hope my friendships cost less money than the <laughs> Chanel. Well, you, know you put the time in, you put the effort in, and sometimes it is worth the investment, if you will. Right? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so our time is up. Yeah, it sounds like that's that is, you know, that's our stash. Our time is up. We've learned a lot about friendships we want to keep, friendships we want to let go of, and let's sail off into the sunset. But all in, Dr. Boca, I still want to be your friend. Thank you. And I want to be yours. All right. Well, there you go. Let's end on that note. Everyone, check us out at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Rate us, subscribe, give us a shout out. If you can, it helps. Tell your friends, your friends. If you have friends out there, share with them. We would love to be their friends also. And hit us up on email or whatnot. Let us know if there's anything you want to talk about or you want us to dive in and Dr. Boca can help break down the wreckage. But we always love hanging out with you guys. And from Dr. Boca and myself, we'll see you next time. Bye. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone. Like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. <laughs>